Welcome to Figuring Out Families by Magellan Media, where we help make families the best they can be. We're pleased to be joined by marriage counsellor and family expert Derek Boylan for what we are calling the Focus Sessions, aimed at helping families with relationship issues. Together with Derek, over a number of these sessions, we will explore the most pressing issues facing families today. We hope you enjoy and find this series valuable. We're back for another focus session with Derek Boylan. At this time, it's uh, faith and spirituality. Uh, hi there, Derek. Hi, David. It's also a very big welcome to your wife, Karen. We're, we're talking to Karen for the first time. Hi there, Karen. Hi, how are you, David? Very well, thank you. Now, we've heard a lot about you over the past few weeks, your ability to manage the running and daily organisation of a large family, very impressive with eight children. And you also homeschool your children, I believe. How do you do it and how do you, um, uh, what, any tips for parents managing the pressures of raising such a big family? Uh, I don't know if there's any tips really. It's a bit of chaos and a bit of letting go of a lot of things and um, and a lot of grace from God. So, yeah, that's, I think, how we cope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair enough too. Now, over a number of sessions, Derek's told us a lot about you. Uh, so here's your opportunity to respond and you can respond any way you like. Tell us about Derek, the husband and the father. Ah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Very loaded. <laughs> He's an awesome husband and father. We, we, I'm very happy with him. I chose well. Um, <laughs> he does have a few little quirks. He likes to sing songs, much to the family's um, torture. Right. <laughs> he enjoys singing songs to us, but um, which brings a great sense of humour and um, joy to our household, but um, sometimes a few groans as well. <laughs> yeah, we've discussed that a few times in uh, recent weeks about uh, families and having fun and all that sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he, yeah, he's pretty awesome. We're pretty fortunate and blessed to have him. Oh, well, great response. I'm sure that'll keep the marriage going for many years, so well done. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you 50 bucks later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, as I introed, uh, this focus session is on uh, faith and spirituality. Now, organised religion is on the nose with many people these days, especially younger people. However, many would also call themselves spiritual in some way. Would you agree, both of you, that spirituality and faith give meaning and purpose to life? Yeah, I definitely think it does, David. Um, spirituality gives a lot of people a deep sense of uh, purpose. It gives them a sense of uh, meaning. And I, I think the reality is probably Karen and I wouldn't be here today, you know, talking to you and sharing with you about um, you know, our experience and our learnings about uh, marriage and family life if it wasn't, uh, hadn't been a big part of our journey uh, as well. In fact, um, you know, actually, uh, it's interesting, just reflecting on your question, you know, we actually think that there's a real change happening in our community as well, because we especially see it in our young people today. And there's, uh, there's quite a number of young adults who, you know, come and visit us, um, you know, even just this past week on Thursday and Friday night, we had uh, young couples coming to our home to talk about uh, married life and uh, and coming from a faith perspective, which is sort of exciting. Mm. We've we've also spoken a lot at youth groups and um, about marriage and faith and and family as well. Um, and I know that in Perth we had the big ACYF um, <clears throat> conference just in December last year, which was a real high, I think, for the young yeah. people. Um, in the whole of Australia, it was a it was a real boost and a real um, blessing to see so many young people come together for faith as a purpose. Purpose, so, yeah. 
yeah, a few months later and they would have had to have cancelled with coronavirus. So it's all in the timing, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. But it was a hopeful thing at the Australian Catholic Youth Festival to see so many young people. And and uh, and I think there is a, a change among our young people. They are curious. They do want to, um, they're looking for answers. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's natural, isn't it? It's human life. People are like that. People are always looking for answers and uh, they'll keep searching probably all their life in many respects. Oh, definitely. I agree. Mm. Now, faith is about believing rather than seeing and uh, doubting Thomas springs to mind. Do you think there's a problem with uh, people today that uh, too many of them are naturally sceptical and demand evidence before they'll accept and believe? Yeah, I think it is hard to uh, um, to engage in issues to do with faith and spirituality. I guess you know, um, spirituality is is naturally about things of the spirit. Um, it's not about uh, often things that we're sort of accustomed to in day to day life. And I think if people haven't had a, a background or an experience growing up of faith in their lives, starting out can be quite difficult for people that uh, try to work out how to engage in it. But it, I think it is um, it is difficult, but I think it's uh, it's worth leaning into and exploring. Mm, I think today we're, we're really taught at schools and things to analyse and to be scientific in the way that we um, think of things. But I don't think faith is necessarily taught as such. It's it's more caught. And so um, I think a really um, pertinent question is how do we help our children catch faith rather than necessarily teach them about the hows and whys yeah. and, and things like that about faith? Yeah, I mean, years ago, especially you know, a few hundred years back, there was a belief that uh, science and religion couldn't coexist. It was one or the other. But, of course, we've uh, gone beyond that and both can coexist quite well. Yeah, I think so. I think, and I think sometimes people have this idea that um, that faith is sort of unreasonable, but we don't have an un- we have a, a reasoned faith. Um, you know, there's often there's a lot of thought and a lot of logic that's gone into, I guess, discernment about how do we make sense of God, how do we make sense of the the spiritual, and I think people who, you know, decide to really engage in that discover something quite deep and profound and new. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, Karen and Derek, do you think people lose out if they're not spiritual in any sense? I think so. I think, you know, in a way, everyone is spiritual, um, but not everyone has discovered that side of who they are yet. And I guess, you know, if we don't explore that, then we're we're losing out because there's a whole aspect, a whole dimension to who we are as people that is that is yet to be discovered and that's really worth exploring. I think for me personally, I would find it hard to live and make meanings, particularly of the tough times in my life without um, a spirituality and a faith. You know, the ups and downs of life would be hard to reason, to understand and to know why it's happening um, and that faith and spirituality can be a real source of strength for me personally to get me through those times. So, yeah, absolutely. I think um, there's an aspect of losing out if we um, are not spiritual and have faith. Yeah, no, exactly right. What what can spirituality and faith bring to a family? And as we've discussed a few times in recent sessions, you have a big family, eight children. Um, what, do you, what do you think it brings to your family and to families generally? Yeah, I think there's actually a, a whole range of things that it brings to a, a family, not just an individual to explore. And I guess the first is that for us as a family, it, it helps to unite us. It helps to um, put us on the same page in a lot of different areas of our life. So it gives us a, a common sense of purpose uh, and a common direction um, in life as a family. It also gives us a, a common language, a way of talking about, uh, I guess, not just about 
things to do with God and spirituality, but on a whole range of different levels, it gives us a, a language for talking about social justice uh, in the world and how we respond to um, people who are struggling and uh, needing support. It gives us a, a language for talking about the dignity of the human person and, uh, and the value of a human person and how do we uh, value people at all different stages of, of life and in different sort of circumstances. For me, um, it's crucial. It's our anchor. It's it really helps to anchor everything we do. It's our it's our central point. So it anchors our decisions, the reasons why we do things, how we discipline our children, um, how we teach them, uh, the the whys <laughs> behind all that. Um, and it also holds us to um, moral standards and values that we can base everything off. So it's a real uh, central point of our family. Um, yeah, like an anchor, it just it, it holds us down and keeps us grounded. That's actually a very good word, Karen. Anchor. I think that sort of sums it up really well. That if you uh, you, you you pass on those sort of values and share them with your children, uh, and uh, the family unit uh, can and will be stronger for it. Mm, absolutely, I think. Um, yeah, without it, we we kind of I kind of feel like we'd be floating, and we whatever trends kind of happen um, in society, you kind of end up floating towards different things all the time, and there's nothing really holding you strong and consistent. Yeah, yeah, I think there's that, that saying that if you um, if you don't stand for anything, then you'll fall for everything. That um, that you know, and I guess in today's day and age, I think there's this idea that sometimes that the most modern thinking is the best thinking. Uh, and yet we know that, I guess, through all of human history, there are enduring kind of values, you know, respect for another, honesty, uh, loyalty, um, you know, those sorts of things are, are really important values. And our faith helps to keep us anchored to those things. Yeah. And if you want to extend the metaphor, uh, as Karen said, like a, a ship or a boat on the ocean without an anchor, just floating aimlessly and not going anywhere. Mm, definitely. Time for a short break. Hi, Brendan from Magellan Media here. Every couple's pregnancy journey is different, especially for first-time parents. From conception to the miracle of growing life, to birth and beyond, there is nothing more precious than God's gift of a newborn baby. Becoming Parents, A Spiritual Journey is a new series of four magazines produced by Magellan Media that accompanies expecting parents through their pregnancy to help strengthen their emotional and spiritual bonds. Visit becomingparents.org.au to find out more about this great gift. Welcome back. Now, how does someone experience faith and spirituality each day? I mean, you can talk about your own personal experiences, but also generally. Yeah, I think sometimes when we think about the experience of faith and spirituality, sometimes we can maybe uh, be sort of um, led astray when we think about it in terms of the, you know, deep mystical experiences. But really, I guess the place where we're called to experience faith and spirituality in family life is most often to be found actually in the little ordinariness of day-to-day -day life. Um, it's in discovering, I guess, you know, from our family members that we are lovable, that we are forgivable. I know, you know, I'm certainly not a, uh, despite Karen's affirming words at the beginning, I know I am not the perfect uh, man and I make a lot of mistakes and sometimes I'm hungry and tired and cranky and irritable and I've had a long day and uh, and it's Karen by her, you know, her patience uh, and my children and their, and their love for me and their ability to forgive that I guess in a way they are teaching me about, you know, God's love. 
Uh, they're helping me to discover that I'm lovable and that I'm forgivable. I think it's also about, um, you know, rediscovering a key, a key element, I think, of, of how we live it and how we can experience it in day-to-day life in our families is by rediscovering how to behold one another as we did when we first fell in love with them. You know, yeah. uh, we think about the very beginning of a relationship when we first started going out, oh, you know, we hung off every word they they said and the smell of their hair and the warmth of their touch. We could spend all day and never get bored of spending time with them. And and I guess I think part of the spirituality is rediscovering, you know, the mystery of who this person is, someone who is loved infinitely by God. Um and, uh, and but the same with our children, you know, I think, you know, we can all probably maybe remember the, the first experience of holding our child in our arms and, ah, uh, oh, you know, their tiny little fingernails and hands and feet and, you know, you could just gaze at an infant for hours and sort of and sure. wonder about the mystery of, of who they are. And I think, you know, part of experiencing faith and spirituality each day is about trying to rediscover those things in, in who these people are, who, the mystery of who this person is for me now. I think it's a bit harder as the um, newborn grows up and becomes a toddler who touches everything and then eventually a teenager. I think um, something that came to prayer in prayer to me um, a while ago was an analogy of um, a teenager being like a a butterfly, that that, that there's a transformation going on, that um, they start off as these cute little fluffy caterpillars, you know, that you can look at and they're kind of chubby and cute and they kind of crawl around (laughs) they they um kind of go into a cocoon and then that very much happens with our children they kind of go into themselves and trying to discover who they are in this world and what they're doing and and now and then you kind of get a little bit of a glimpse there's a like a wing that pokes out of the cocoon and you think oh wow there's actually something going on there you know there's there's yeah. something that's beautiful but um but sometimes you're just looking at the cocoon wondering <laughs> oh what's yeah. going on you know like who knows yeah. but but still being called to behold them in that behold them in that transformation even when you can't see the beauty that's uh, that's going to emerge and eventually maybe when they're in their late teens maybe when they're 20s maybe in their 30s who knows <laughs> depending on the yeah. child you finally see this beautiful adult that um emerges that, that's taken flight and that that's doing amazing things in this world um, and I, I think, yeah, beholding teenagers is really important. I think they need someone on their side to really um, see God in them when they find it hard to see it themselves, you know, almost. Um, yeah. Another way of experiencing faith and spirituality for me personally is really um, being thankful for the little things God blesses us with each day. Uh, you know, we can, we're so blessed in Australia. We, we can count so many blessings every single day that just really being opening our eyes and being aware of just, you know, the wind blowing through the trees, just really simple things, you know, our children speaking nicely rather than yelling. Um, just, <laughs> just really simple little, little things that God blesses us with. And it's, it's kind of, I see it as um, God kind of saying I love you every time that um, I see something to be thankful for. Yeah, also in a family I think celebrating our joy and our events and things is um, is really important. I think it, it's actually quite um, spiritual to really celebrate with each other um, and, and celebrate people's successes and birthdays and things like that, even though, you know, we're having fun and maybe having a glass of wine or something, that actually there's a spirituality in that joy. It's, it's God being present in that joy amongst families. Yeah, they are important family rituals and it, uh, spirituality is uh, caught up in all of that. Yeah, it sort of makes me think, often think of 
uh, Celtic spirituality and uh, in ancient Celtic spirituality, uh, Christian tradition, they really had a, a way of celebrating every aspect of the day. You know, there was a prayer for uh, when it was raining and there was a prayer for when it was sunny and there was a prayer for when they were lighting the fire, the heath in the morning and a prayer for doing the dishes. And they just sort of, I guess, made spirituality, made God a part of just the everydayness of, of life and recognizing that somehow God is here is a part of this in whatever is sort of happening throughout the day. And I think just being open to, to that um, is a, an important part of the way that we experience each day, faith and spirituality. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. I think, unfortunately, uh, generally um, families have lost a bit of that. Well, I mean, we used to, when I was growing up, we'd always thank God for the food we're eating, that sort of thing. And you, you don't find that as much these days. And we should be thankful. As Karen said, we're very blessed, very lucky to live in a country like Australia. Oh, so important. Mm, Yeah, I just think you look around us, even um, with the COVID situation and what's happening in the rest of the world, we are just so blessed to be where we are and, um, yeah, in what we're doing and and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. What other family uh, rituals, can I put it that way, do you you have with your children, uh, Derek and Karen? Yeah, look, there's a lot of things I think that families can do together to be more spiritual. And I guess the, the first thing is to work on our own personal prayer life. Um, and we can just do that, I mean, very simply by just starting to talk to God more during the day. Just, uh, God, I need some help here. I'm struggling a bit. Or thanks, God, for this uh, good situation. Um, and then developing, I guess, family prayer time. And, and I guess our advice with that is, you know, for us as a big family, it can be really tricky to do family prayer and try to get everybody in the one place at the same time to pray. And so I guess what we've found is the the real focus for us uh, that ensures that we sort of just have time together as a family to call to mind uh, God's grace is just to do it before meals. So to say grace before meals, it's uh, a tradition that has been in many Catholic families over you know generations. And it doesn't have to be very complex. It can just simply be, you know, God, thanks for the food. And um but just uh, by just saying grace before meals, we just keep the doorway just open. Sometimes it's hard for families to know how do we have these conversations? How do we start a conversation? And uh, and sometimes just by saying grace before meals, we just keep the window just open to be able to um, to allow God to sort of be a part of things. I guess the other yeah. um, thing that I think that families can do is to really um, use a lot more God language. You know, allow God to, to be a part of the, the language of day-to-day life and to think about, you know, what do we really want to pass on to our children? Children ask all sorts of, um, especially young children, awkward, interesting questions. You know, where do babies come from and what happened to the dog and, you know, and uh, why don't we see grandma so much these days? And, you know, and they're trying to make sense out of the meaning of life and uh, and the whole lifespan of life. And, uh, and I think, you know, if we just sort of uh, think, I think, as parents about, what are some of the things that we'd like to pass on to our children about the yes. super importance and meaning of life and uh, and finding the time to, I guess, answer those questions, you know, more intentionally, I think can certainly help. Mm. We have a, yeah. uh, a lot of things around our house as well that remind us of our faith. So we've got statues and we've got holy images and we've got candles and, um, and even just having plants around the house, just reminding us of God's uh, goodness and beauty in our lives. Um, having little scripture quotes sometimes, you know, like just, just surrounding them with articles of faith, if you, if you like, um, and beauty and, and just letting that call them constantly into um, something deeper and just having an environment where that's um, full and abundant. 
Um, we we also try to look for God in each other and acknowledge it. So even in our discipline, we'll we'll say, you know, well, what, what's God calling to you to in this? Like, what's um, what should you have done that you know? What would have what would Jesus do in a sense? We try not to yeah. use those. <laughs> they're a bit cliche, but <laughs> those actual words. But um, but yeah, yeah. We're calling them to really acknowledge. Um, in themselves, uh, how they can be better um, and model themselves on Christ. So, um, but also for, to look to for God in each other, like to see that someone else is doing something good, and that's actually God working through them. That that's actually Christ in them. That's um, yeah, no, that, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, even for people who are religious, the faith journey can be a bumpy road. I think we all know people uh, who've been down the bumpy road. Do you have any tips for uh, anyone who is struggling in this regard? Yeah, this is a, this is a really tough one, uh, and it's a, it's a really important question, David. I guess you know, for all of faith, it's it's the problem of suffering. You know, if God really loves us and God really cares about us uh, and wants good things for us, you know, why do we suffer? Why do we um, you know struggle in life? And and I guess we need to um, you know come to an appreciation that this is actually really normal. You know, the ups and downs of life are a normal part of life, and that not even God. Um, is immune to it either. You know, we look at uh, Jesus and even Jesus suffered. And so in a way, God really gets it. Uh, because of this, God can actually really relate to our pain and uh, and he feels our pain as well. Mm, I think we need to remember that we're on a journey. We're not at the destination yet, that, we're, that this is still... A journey and like any journey you know sometimes we take the wrong turn or sometimes we come to a gravel road and <laughs> we have to yeah. work our way around it or um that yeah that it's okay that to have those ups and downs and to take the wrong turn now and then that as long as we get back on track and um and and that faith can bring us a lot of comfort at these times knowing that it's okay and god's merciful and, and forgiving that we can um easily just go back and um continue on the road he needs us to be on. Um, and I think it's really important that our kids see us turn to faith in times when when times are a bit bumpy for us, that they see us um, either take up the rosary on those really hard times as a regular yeah. thing or or just, just praying. Even if we pray out loud, like we'll often, um, if we see other people, you know, an ambulance go by or there's an accident on the road, that we'll actually just say a quick little prayer, Lord, just be with those people, be with the paramedics and yeah. be with the people who are hurt and um, help them to find comfort in you. Something really, just really simple that um, they can hear it in their day-to-day life, us turning to faith to comfort us. Yeah, oh, that's uh, very well said and quite right too. Um, do you think people, if people belong to a church group or um, being around people with similar mind, makes it easier to have a faith and a spiritual side? Uh, definitely, I think community is actually really, really important. Um, you know, and uh, and that's what God wants too. Um, you know, there's those beautiful sort of famous words of of Christ in John's Gospel where He says, "Father, I pray that they may be one as You and I are one." I think sometimes when we think about faith, we kind of have this idea that the end goal is our own personal perfection, uh, but that's not really the end goal. You know, the really end goal is our divine union with God and with each other. That God's plan is for us to be closer to one another as a family uh, and in our relationships, and um, and and you know, and with everybody else who's on this journey as well. And so, the only way to do that is as part of a community, as part of. Uh, you know, I guess a group of people who are striving to somehow, um, you know, grow in faith and come to know God's plan for them. Right. Um, I, th- I think on a real practical level, it 
it's really hard on our own that we yeah. actually need people around us who've got passion and who keep us afloat when we don't feel like um, we're being afloat, <laughs> that, that really yeah. urge us on in our, in our faith and in what we believe to surround our children with other children and other adults who really um, support them, support us and them in their values. Um, I think we live a very uh, countercultural almost um life in some ways in being yeah. Christian and um, that that keep the kids and, and us need people around us to really um, make that feel less of a burden <laughs> in, yeah. in some ways. That, um, yeah, that it gives yeah. us real strength to have people around us journeying the same sort of journey. Yeah, absolutely. You certainly find strength if you uh, are around people who have a similar mindset or share similar values. There's no doubt about that. Mm, absolutely, yes. Now, what steps can couples and families take if they're interested in, in exploring faith and spirituality? Because some people don't have a religious upbringing as such, but they might become spiritual later in life. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that uh, that people can do if they want to explore that. And uh, and also, I guess, uh, parishes and organisations that are, would be more than happy to support them in that journey as well. Um and so I guess a, a first sort of step is, is simply to talk to someone in their local parish, you know, if they contact their parish secretary or their parish priest and just simply ask, you know, what's happening in your parish uh, that we can sort of tap into. It's uh, This is something new for us and we're wanting to, um, you know, sort of explore and discover this part of our life and family life more. You know, there are lots of really good programs that are frequently run uh, in different parishes. So there's uh, things like the Alpha Course uh, that's run in many parishes and just a basic introduction to, to faith and spirituality that's often run by parishes. And you can go along over a series of weeks and, um, you know, and then just, I guess, be taken a little bit deeper in your faith journey. There's RCIA, which is the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. And so uh, that's a, a program which is the pathway into um, the Catholic faith for those who want to um, learn more about uh, the church and what it teaches. Um, but you also you can go along just because you'd like to know more, you'd like to learn more. It's not necessarily that you want to join the Catholic Church, but you'd like to, to just come to know a bit more about what the church teaches and believes. And uh, and nearly every parish will run a, an RCIA program. And uh, and being a part of that, joining into that is, uh, is a good way of doing it. Um, I think you can also send your teenagers to uh, a youth group or a retreat or a camp that parishes run um, every now and then. You know, I, I really believe it takes a village, particularly when they come to be teenagers, it takes more than just their parents to um, instill faith and instill values in them. I think they need to hear it from other people sometimes that it just goes over their heads when it's their parents telling them all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think youth group um, is great for that. There's mentors involved and other adults and things like that involved who speak into your children's lives um, quite a bit. I know it's been invaluable for us. <laughs> um, there's also, if you've got younger children, there's also parish playgroups that runs run or the schools often run um, playgroups and things like that that you could become part of. Um, on, on a home front, though, I think um, exploring, we, we do a lot of exploring the liturgical seasons as a family. So we'll um, journey through Lent together as a family um, by putting altar cloths in, in purple on, on things and, um, and really entering into the Stations of the Cross and things like that, but really just travelling through Lent and then Advent and into Christmas and then into ordinary time and really making um, your life at home uh, a, a rhythm 
in um, concurrently with the um, church's liturgi- liturgical seasons. Um, and you can always Google liturgical seasons and, and have a look yeah. and see what um, what there is to offer. There's so much that you can do at home. Um, we went to Milan in 2012 to the World Meeting of Families and one of the things that we really took out of there was um, how to really keep holy the Sabbath. And I think it's something we're still kind of working through years later um, that it's not just about going to Mass on a Sunday. It's about really cultivating a a, a Sabbath for your family to really rest in God um, during the Sunday, to really take time out from the everyday and, you know, the busyness of life that we so often encounter and and really just rest and, and find peace with God and in each other and find joy and um, and really make it something that stands apart from every other day of the week. And that's, that's really simple. That might just be going out on a picnic with your kids for afternoon yep. and, uh, or just spending time playing a game. It doesn't have to be really um, complex. It could just be something really simple that develops into a real culture of spending time together and, um, and in closeness with God because we will find God in each other. Um, yeah. yeah, making Sunday a, a day which is just a, a different kind of a day. It's just not the ordinariness of everything we do on other days. Mm. It's really important. I guess there's also... Um, you know, faith-based marriage enrichment programs as well for couples who want to just grow in their own relationship, but uh, but to do it in a context of, of faith that might help and support their relationship. Um, you know, and there are some great programs out there that I, I couldn't recommend more highly for couples, things like Marriage Encounter uh, and Smart Loving for uh, couples who've been married for a while and want to reconnect with one another and and grow in their relationship, and they cover lots of different areas of relationships. Um, but then there's also programs like Ministry to the Newly Married, which are for couples in the in the very early stages of their married life and who want to uh, find, you know, I guess more support for their relationship as they begin their, their young families and uh, and want to, you know, get to know other strong couples uh, who've had, you know, a good experience of raising their own families and working through difficult challenges and to, to grow and learn from uh, the experience of these couples. Uh, so, Karen and Derek, does faith and spirit, spirituality enhance or really strengthen a couple's relationship? Look, I, I think it can make a huge difference to a couple's relationship. I guess um, you know one of the ways I think of it is that uh, is that you know when couples are struggling in their relationships, it's because their partner isn't perfect, right? I guess in in our head, if my partner was more perfect, I'd be happier. You know, if they were more perfect, yeah. if they were more loving, if they were more attuned to my needs, and and I guess in a way, we'll always be disappointed because there's there's no perfect people in the world. Um, however, I guess for me, my journey as I've sort of got closer to God and I find perfection in God, then it means that I actually don't necessarily need that from Karen. I can, I can actually be more patient with her. I can be more loving and more attuned to her needs. And it's funny that that as we are able to be more that way with our partners, then of course they long to be more for us, you know, that they long to I guess, honour the love that we have for them and they want to do better. I know that that's how I feel when Karen's patient with me, uh, forgiving. I want to be more of the man that she, um, I guess, longs for. Uh, that as we sort of somehow lean into faith, it does something in who we are in relationship to one another as well. Sure. Mm, I think it absolutely gives us, um, it helps me to be more giving of myself. I think, you know, like people say marriage is 50-50, but actually it's 100-100. It's giving yourself 100%. And um, and I think faith for, for me and faith in our relationship um, actually helps me to give that 100% because, um, 
because Jesus did. <laughs> you know, like that yeah. actually I'm called to give that 100% and it, and my faith gives meaning around that rather than it's all just me giving 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 it's it's actually the my faith giving meaning around that giving. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, terrific. And uh, finally, because we're nearly at an end, but uh, just encapsulating some of the main points from this session. Yeah, look, I think that faith and spirituality for families is often an area that's unexplored and yet it has so much to offer uh, couples and families in terms of bringing them closer to one another, in terms of um, you know anchoring their, their lives and giving them purpose and meaning and it's and it's difficult to do on your own that uh, that having um, a faith community around you whether it's a parish or another faith community um, you know often people can find it in within the Catholic school system um, is really really important to journey with other people who will support you and encourage you and, and help you to discover new aspects uh, of what it means to uh, live a life that is uh, filled with spirituality and faith as well. Mm, uh, yeah, I think um, that our faith journey can really help us through those ups and downs in life and it's important to realise that they're normal and that um, that our faith is there to give us strength. Mm. Wonderful. That brings us uh, to the end of another session. A very big thank you to Karen for the first time. Great to having you on board. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, David. And Derek, as usual, uh, we'll catch you with the, the next session coming up. That'll be terrific. Thanks, David. <laughs>